0: welcome back everybody to yet another episode of an evolved review i am your host james caleb kitchens i am joined today as always by caleb stovall of stovall wrestling network caleb how's it going man
1: hey what's going on man i love the uh the, the new profile pic you have
0: for us the new profile pic i got this this new dark side of the ring shirt i just got in <laughs> off of uh pro wrestling tees uh, uh and,
1: flat.
0: <laughs> yeah man and uh We are joined here today, so this is not his first time on an evolved review, but this is his first time talking about Dark Side of the Ring with us. Welcome, the PCW General Manager, Dave Foster. Welcome back to the show, man.
2: Hello, or as I like to say, wada. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll leave. I'll see you guys later. (laughs) <laughs> uh, if
0: if you haven't seen it uh dave joined me for a really special edition uh where we we, we reviewed uh actually something could not wrestling related at all we talked about the final fantasy VII remake um so that 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 was a fantastic fun time i felt like we could have done ten hours on that so yeah. go check that out if you haven't seen it um so uh before we get started uh today uh you know a lot of people have asked us dark side of the ring season two has wrapped up um, and that's mainly what we've been covering. Uh, so people have said uh, asked me a couple things. And the main question that we get is when are you guys going to do the Owen Hart episode. And mm-hmm. then shortly after that is um you know, are you guys going to do all of them? Uh so uh, you know, number 1 Dark Side of the Rings has been renewed for season 3, so I'm really happy about that. Uh we are going to do an episode where we're going to speculate on uh what the topics might be for season 3. Very excited about that. Um, And then also, um, you know, so we are going to cover the Owen Hart episode, of course. That's probably going to be the last one that we do out of this bunch of episodes we've done about season one, season two. Uh, We are not going to do them all. um, So there will be some that we just aren't going to cover because if I can't sit here and have anything to talk about for 30 minutes to an hour about it, uh, then I don't I don't feel like we should cover it. I'm not going to put out content just just to put it out. Um, so we will be covering the Owen Hart episode. And that's going to kind of cap off our season one and season two coverage. And then we'll get to speculate on what they're going to cover in season three. So, uh, wrestling has no shortage of tragedy, folks. Yeah. Um, that being said, so today's episode is pretty unique. Uh, if you're watching this, you, you can already see his photo sitting up there. Um, so today we are finally going to talk about the new Jack episode of Dark Side of the Ring. So if you haven't seen it yet. Um, check it out. It's made by Vice. You can find it on YouTube, Hulu, uh, Google Play, pretty much anywhere. Google Dark Side of the Ring, and, uh, and you can find it out there. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it, then come back and check out this episode. That being said, this may be one of the most hotly anticipated episodes. Um, now, Dave, I know that you, th- this was uh, pretty fantastic because this episode was kind of your introduction to New Jack. Right,
2: yeah, I grew up in Philadelphia, and I was the worst. Like, just like how I hate the Philadelphia Eagles, I was not a ECW fan at all. Uh, it was either on too late, or I just didn't have that channel, which is sad. So I missed out on all that stuff. Uh, but I definitely feel like I, in the forty-three minutes and seventeen seconds that this episode was, I I learned uh, uh, a lot about New Jack and how he stabbed someone nine to 16 times in the ring once or twice or you know we'll get to that we'll get to that but yeah I really didn't have any um like I knew, who knew I knew who New Jack was and, and those things but you know I was definitely a WWF guy growing up so the fact that he never made the jump over there and, and they talk about why in so um he just was never kind of in like my uh in my line of sight so yeah this was like clean slate I learned a lot hey just real quick for listeners don't ever try and binge watch Dark side of the ring like a bunch of episodes back to back to back because I did that I watched the Owen Hart one after this and I'm just in this really weird pit of despair so I don't know man it's 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 been a tough morning
0: completely understandable man um you know this one uh th- this this episode is unique in that the su- the tragedy isn't really around the subject. Uh, most episodes of Dark Side of the Ring, it's like whoever it's about, that's who the tragedy is happening to. But the tragedy with New Jack is happening to everyone around him because of New Jack. He it's,
2: is the tragedy.
0: Yeah. Uh exactly. Yeah. Uh he is he is a, a a freight train of tragedy just coming at you full speed. <laughs> um yeah. uh uh no semblance to a freight train, no relation. Um Caleb Stovall. Yes. What, Give me your overall thoughts on New Jack Man. Hey, you were familiar with him before this episode, though, right?
1: Yes, I was. Um, I I started watching ECW um, literally when it went on TNN. Um, like I I think in '99, um, and and the ironic part is, and they've even said it in ECW uh, documentaries that uh, I started watching it because I was somewhat of a fan of the uh, Roller Jam that they had on TNN at the time. And it would, ECW would lead in to T, uh, uh, to uh, Roller Jam. And then like I saw it and I was just like, oh sweet, ECW. So yeah, I became familiar with New Jack and he was like, anytime he would come out, it was always like, oh shit, someone's about to get killed, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> or just, it, it was it, it was awesome to see him at the time. Uh, now, knowing what I know now, it's not so much, but uh, yeah, I was very familiar with him, and I, I say this about him, I did not realize, I mean, I, I know he does horrible things, and we'll get into that, but like, I did not realize how entertaining he is, like, he is a great talker on the mic, he, he really, really is.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's very easy to to look at New Jack and and talk about all the like terrible like tragic things he's been involved in, but at the end of the day, I mean, and and this this is a great segue into the Smoky Mountain Wrestling era, for Jim Cornette to pick this guy up, because that's what's crazy. That that's like maybe the craziest thing about it all, is that Jim Cornette's the guy that really gave him his start. And I had no
1: idea about that, and when I found that out, I went, "Oh my God, for real." <laughs> like... well,
0: well, because we're all so accustomed to like, you know, Cornette can't think outside the box. That's like the current. That's like the the mindset right now It's like Cornette stuck in this ancient era. So it's it's hard to imagine Jim Cornette having New Jack and Mustafa as the gangsters come out and do this gimmick in in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and and you know it, it kind of speaks to to New Jack too, like. For for Cornette to go after him, he realized that he was an amazing promo. The guy really could get on that microphone and just talk. I mean, and and I mean, he was a mile a minute.
1: Yeah. That, uh, I mean, Jim Cornette even says it. He says, if Eddie Murphy was a bad guy, that would be the like that would be new jack kind of thing. Like I was just like, oh my God, that's the best quote ever. <laughs> like, if right? Eddie Murphy was a villain.
2: <laughs> And I think that like the thing I liked about like or his mentality, so to speak, is that he was not afraid to be a bad guy. You know, I think we see all these, you know, heels that try and be cool heels and they want to sling T-shirts and like, you know, monetize their heelness. And they don't want people to actually think that they're bad human beings. Like it's a character and like New Jack went out there. Uh, in front of you know the way they portrayed it in the show like pretty racist crowds and he just lit the match and he had no problem because the thing is he could back it up too would you would you mess with new jack no would you mess with new stop that guy was crazy man smoking pencil shavings (laughs) what a weird story to bring up out of nowhere by the way the segue to that was incredible but like he wasn't he had no problem with being a true uh, a true heel like in the in the purest sense i i don't think we have that as much nowadays um because it's risky man because being a true heel back then means you know they were talking about how he walked outside and there were people waiting for him like that reminds me of like stories out here about like lucha libre wrestling where like the heels would just get booed out of the building and then people would be waiting for him in the back like and that's that's crazy man it's just crazy how far wrestling has come uh just in 20 or 30 years you know since this stuff happened but um i really liked it and the fact that new jack was able to weave true stuff that was happening like they were talking about how like with the uh rock and roll express like they mimicked a a a racial injustice like they just flipped it and i and those God, people in the crowd were so mad at them for doing that when really they they just took something that happened in the meet, like that actually happened, like a true injustice, and flipped it, and everyone freaked out. And I thought that that was really, that was the art kind of behind his madness. Um, and uh, yeah, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, if you want to be a heel, just go in there and tell them, yeah, and just start challenging their racism. And those fans ate it up.
0: And and Ricky Morton of all people to sell that angle, yeah, because he's he's known as one of the best sellers in in the history of pro wrestling, uh, and and so yeah, I mean you know he's he's sitting there looking people in the audience directly in the eye, you know, help me, oh, help me, me. and
2: I, I just got goosebumps from that. that yeah, was, that was incredible. Because I mean, oh, no, 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 you've seen than him than live.
0: Yeah, I love the way Jim Cornette describes him, too. He's like, help me, help me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's how, that's how Ricky Morton was, man. I mean, you know, and is. I mean, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean. It's it, where the money is. Anybody else wouldn't have been able to pull that off, I don't think, at least to not as great of an effect. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about this. Like, uh, this could never happen today, right? This, This – This angle could never happen today for several reasons. Number one, um, any reputable wrestling show, if a fan is going to drop the N-word, they're going to be taken out and they're not going to be back, for one. Uh, If they make it out in any decent condition in the first place. Number two, uh, they talk about even in 95 that the local NAACP wrote them and was like, we don't like your portrayal of African-Americans on the product. And then New Jack comes out, and he just goes at it. I mean... We're that's...
2: not for you. New Jack said, I'm not... Yeah, he basically said, it. I'm not your agenda. Right. Like, oh, I really... I mean, the stuff that he's saying, you know,
1: is outrageous and and whatnot, but he's really creative in his promos.
0: I mean, he really is. Yeah. I mean, I think... It... It's hard to say it was the best response, but I think it was. I mean, from an entertainment perspective, <laughs> um, you know. But today, they would obviously shut this down. I mean, the the pressure would be immense on a national and possibly international level if something like this happened. They would um, take the air. Oh yeah, it would be all over the place. It would be on national news. Um, but it's it's crazy that they kind of came in with it right at right at the perfect time. Where, you know, a lot of racism today is like closeted, right? It's it's definitely not the overwhelming, you know, opinion in society. It's definitely not okay to be racist, which I'm glad we've gotten to that point. But during this point in time, there were still people that were fine going out in public and being overtly racist. Um, you know, and so not that that's a good thing, but if it's going to exist, capitalize on it. And that's what... New Jack did, um, you mentioned Mufa- uh, Mufasa, I love where they're talking about in the interview that it's like, he wasn't just doing all that stuff for the interview, he was doing that all day, that's just who he was, uh, and then I love where they immediately asked D'Lo, just kind of out of nowhere, was Mufasa smoking pencil shavings, I love that, where he's just like, he just busts out laughing, he's like, I played the fifth, I- yeah, <laughs>
2: And I'm so happy, like, one of the best parts about Dark Side of the Ring, like, so I've been watching a lot of late 90s Attitude Era uh, matches, and I think D. Lo Brown is so underappreciated, and I am so, whenever he comes on the screen, I'm just like, man, I I, I really hope one day I get, I like, get the opportunity to, to meet him, because he just seems like a really, like, good human, and he saw it all, and he was a great worker, and... Um, I've been really enjoying, like, with hindsight, like just going back and watching his matches, and um, I just always felt like he deserved more than he got. But that's just like my weird wrestling hot take. But it's great to see D'Lo; he's great.
0: Um, I mean, D'Lo is amazing. If you haven't seen his best of three series with AJ Styles in TN- from TNA,
1: oh, it's so good. Noted. I will watch that. Fantastic.
0: That's awesome. It's from like o three o four. Oh, so where like d kind of like the veteran at this point and you have like a fresh AJ. Mm-hmm. Oh God. I mean, awesome. you got to wonder how much of AJ Styles was like, you know, how much D-Lo Brown kind of imprinted on him. And oh, yeah. He
1: lot. Oh, he credits a lot to Delo.
0: Yeah. And I mean, they went through the whole, um, the whole thing where he wore the vest, you know, and they did that whole gimmick and then Roman Reigns did it like, but not sarcastically.
2: (laughs) Yeah. he had Like what, like a broken rib or like a, like a, a pulled muscle in his chest. So he wears the chest protector for a year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he does like the frog splash with it to do like it for extra impact or whatever. It, It was, it was sort of a, um, a play on, and I always have to bring everything back. Everything that I, in wrestling, I either bring it back to DDP yeah. or Eric Bischoff somehow. Uh and uh you know DDP did the thing with the with the ribs where he had broken the uh, broken his ribs and he wore the um the gauze around his rib cage which does nothing whatsoever. Nope. Except remind people that your ribs are hurt. And so we, yep. his ribs were injured for like a year and some change <laughs> because it just worked so well. I mean, people yeah. reacted so heavily to it.
1: And I think also what people remember about DLo Brown is this
0: yeah, yep. <laughs> um, I think he unfortunately will Hall never, he'll never be in the Hall of Fame. Now, unfortunately, I don't think because of doing these episodes. Um, uh, but but maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I hope I'm wrong on that. But I, I I'm pretty sure that the the mandate, and we've discussed this, the mandate from WWE is that you are not to comment on or have anything to do with Dark Side of the Ring. So great. Well, yeah,
2: that's their prerogative. Hall of Fame doesn't even physically exist, so what's the point?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I can remember, like, 10 years ago, like, hearing Scott Steiner be like, you know, uh, Hall of Fame, like, why would I want to be in that? It's not even a real thing, and, like, I was, like, mad about it, you know, because I like, I like watching the Hall of Fame and all that stuff, and it's like, you know, but as time goes on, I'm like, he was right. It's a gimmick, brother. It, yeah, it is a work. It's a work, man. It's, it yeah. is, yeah. Everything uh, in WWE is a work. That's true. That's true. Um so we get past the Smoky Mountain wrestling era with mm-hmm. New Jack and the Gangsters and they get called up to ECW. Could there have been a better fit for the Gangsters than going to Extreme Championship Wrestling?
1: No. No, they were they were tailor-made for ECW. Everything about them um, you know, the, the the violence that they brought with them, the look, the attitude. I mean, literally everything like screamed ECW for them. The minute, that, in fact, the minute that they showed up at ECW, they were instantly stars.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I mean, they literally went to the top. They went to the top of the tag team divisions. I remember their feud with uh, the Eliminators, which which is some great stuff. I mean, I know people might not like hardcore wrestling or whatnot, but just this as, as, as far as a storyline and, and the feud that, that, that they had, it was amazing. I I mean, just some
0: great stuff.
2: Fine, I'll go back and watch ECW, gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Caleb has that effect uh, on people. Yeah. Uh he got me wanting uh to watch uh go back and watch Hardcore Heaven. What was it? 99. Yes. The other, the other week. I was like, damn it, man. I don't have time for this shit. What are we talking about? This is, <laughs> this is quarantine land. We all have time for everything.
1: Yeah. So much time. I was about to say, you got plenty of time nowadays.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't have to go to work. It's like, you know, I don't, not physically anyway. Um. <laughs> all right. So they get there and, and, you know, they kind of, they kind of take a moment at this point in time. And it's very interesting where they place this in the episode. They talk about New Jack's past at this point. And it's it's interesting they put it here because it's like, okay, we, we're we going to put it right here so that you have some sort of context for the horrific acts that you're about to see. So they talk about his, his childhood where his dad walked into the house, stabbed his mother five times. Uh, I mean, first of all insane that anybody grows up in that sort of environment and then months later when his mother tries to leave he pulls out a gun and shoots her in the leg yeah and this was this was all definitely new information to me i mean with new jack you always hear about the crazy sensational things that he's done um you know what what did you guys think about this because to me i was like man this really kind of explains the background that this dude came from and you do kind of feel sorry for him to to an extent
2: I think with, I they did place it perfectly because if they put it at the beginning of the episode, it would have been almost too soon. Like you had to get to that point. Um, but you know, the whole thing with ECW was, you know, it's a blur the, like they were the ultimate blur of the lines between, you know, what's scripted and, and reality, at least in my opinion, they probably did the best out of anyone because anytime I watched ECW it was blood and guts and like, and, and all that stuff. Um, I, I just feel like I, you know, he has a real name. I forget off the top of my head, but like, because of his upbringing, he grew up, he was new Jack. And they even talked about it at the end of the end of the episode. I think Cornette says, I don't even know if I've ever met, you know, the person behind new Jack. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, I, I think it explains a lot, but that he probably had a lot of rage inside of him from all that stuff happening kind of seen in his face like as he talks about it but i mean nature versus nurture i mean if you grew up in that environment um if you grew up in a violent environment you know chances are you're you, you have a better shot being a violent person and he found that he found a way to monetize his violence and just sometimes he took it too far
0: yes and we are going to get into one of such those such instances right now uh so we get to the mass transit incident which is unfortunately probably the thing that he is the most famous for this isn't the most violent thing new jack ever did but it is the thing that he's the most famous for because it made pretty big i mean national news in some instances um so in ecw so we have an uh so we have a very unique instance here so so we have um Tiny the Terrible, he talks. Uh, he's one of the narr- uh, one of the guests on this episode.
1: One of the most entertaining people too, besides New Jack. And this yeah,
0: thing. he's fantastic. Fantastic w- characters. Yeah, right. I want, I want to see a documentary just about this guy. Right. Like, <laughs> I want an hour and a half of this dude's life. I want it. Netflix, hear me. Um, <laughs> and you know, so we there's this video that comes out on the on the net, and uh, you know, this is like really early, you know, internet days. So it's not like YouTube where there's like 20 billion videos out or whatever, or the tapes get around there. There were still videotape exchanges going on back then of Eric Kulas working with these little people. Um, That's what we're going to choose to call him for the episode. I don't know what the correct term is. Um, And uh, so, yeah, uh, so the, you know, this video gets out of this big guy kind of working with them. And I mean, you take one look at Eric Koulos, aka Mass Transit, here, and you're like, I mean, you can look, th- look at the video. This guy's not professionally trained. But, no. you know, who knows who had actually seen the video? So they bring him in because he's working with these guys and they want it to be this kind of different, kind of entertaining sideshow act. Um, New Jack's opponent for the evening doesn't show up. So um, Eric Koulos kind of goes into business for himself. Now, I will go ahead and say, that I don't feel incredibly sorry for Eric Kulas here. The guy seems like he's kind of an asshole, just being honest. For one, he lies about his age. Not that it's not on the promoter to check ID and stuff like that, but, I mean, if you doubt that this dude is, uh, you know, of age. But this is also a different time. Um, You know, who, who knows if there was even like a commission or anything in that state or that area at the time. Uh, seems like there clearly wasn't. Um, he comes in, lies about his age, and then politics his way into a match with New Jack. Uh, and then he proceeds to go up to this veteran uh this industry veteran and he's n- this guy's never been in a professional match really in his life he's not trained and proceeds to kind of tell him what he's going to do to him and you know if you're un- if you're unfamiliar with this kind of thing i mean yes that is considered to be incredibly disrespectful in professional wrestling if you're that new and you're in the ring with somebody who's a veteran of that status you're pretty much letting them lead the entire thing um what did you guys think about this Prior to watching what actually happened in the match,
1: well, uh, so yeah, I, I saw I saw everything leading up to it, and I mean, yeah, he he lies about his age. First of all, um, New Jack was facing two people. Well, the gangsters were uh, gangsters, I should say. Were in a tag match. It was supposed right. to be Devon Dudley and um, Axel Rotten. And of course Axel yep. couldn't make it. And Devon Dudley, even when talking about this incident on uh, the ECW, um uh the rise and fall of ECW for WWE, I mean he said he said this kid came in and he looked like Ralph Cramden. And it's very true. I mean, I mean, you look at this guy and I'm just like, oh dude, like I don't see how anyone could not see this kid was not ready for for this type of thing, but to your point, I doubt in ECW that they even had a talent commission or you know a Jim Ross type character looking at these you know guys. So you know Payman probably just said, "Oh, oh, you want to work tonight? All right, cool." You know, kind of thing. Um, and and the only thing that I had heard about this incident was you know from the rise and fall uh ECW DVD. And when they said it, like all they said was just New Jack beat him up pretty badly or you know that um they said the mass transit incident. And I was just but they didn't really say what it was that he did. And I had always wondered I was like I was like, okay, what was so bad? Like I don't understand, you know, exactly what happened. And then you get to the match and you're like oh that's what happened
2: uh, an attempt of murder oh yeah. okay but yeah. it comes from, like i always think back to like can you imagine the 17 year old kid like it was probably like his, his trainer probably a trainer you know there's plenty of trainers out there probably went up to him be like, and probably gave him some bad advice so this kid full of ego he got his big break um Probably, what, I just can't imagine him going up to be like, "Hey, New Jack, yeah, come here." All right, so I'm gonna give you uh two chair shots. Uh, I'm gonna suplex you, throw you out of the ring, power bomb, finish, <laughs> and then hold it at that. And New Jack just like, I, I would because I, you know, I've been, I've had the pleasure of being in a lot of locker rooms. If anyone ever did that, someone from across the room would turn their head and go, wh- like everyone would just bury the guy. And so New Jack, once again, you know. Uh, New Jack's upbringing all these things, and that kind of was got me thinking about. And you'll see it in other examples. New Jack's kind of um, his not disrespect for authority, but then you see a, a guy, you know, in his seventies saying, "Hey, uh, just follow my lead, kid," and like he didn't take kindly to that either. Like, so New Jack very much wanted to be in control of his matches, and if he felt like he was in any ways, shape, or form disrespected there was no governor that a lot of us have there's no governor on him that would stop him from going from the things he's thinking about doing to the to actually doing them in a match and i think that's where a lot of people got in trouble and that's where new jack got himself in trouble there was just no filter at all like he just went out and stabbed people in the ring <laughs> and how about the the best
1: reaction to the mass transit is it was a. Uh... Was my favorite one was the Sandman.
0: He's like, oh,
1: so that's why New Jack
0: Whitten <laughs>
1: basically killed
0: him.
2: Now it makes sense.
0: All of Sandman's commentary on this is gold. Yeah, I mean, yeah he, th-
2: looked, he looked pretty good too. I was surprised because uh, I know he's gone through some hard times, and like he actually didn't look he didn't look too bad.
0: Yeah, I mean he looked good, and I mean the thing is, you know, like I, I, you know. Hopefully nothing tragic enough happens where he needs his own episode of this. But uh, can we get Sandman on for some more <laughs> episodes? I mean, yeah. it's it's good stuff. I mean, there there's a reason that this has become Vice's like most watched show, you know. And uh, yeah, Sandman is incredibly entertaining in this episode. Um, so and, we...
1: you know, real quick, um, I, I was gonna say, you know, I can imagine the kid walking up to New Jack. And this is probably New Jack's reaction.
2: <laughs> you want to do what?
0: <laughs> That's one thing we haven't talked about is just how candidly New Jack talks about his rampant cocaine use throughout the entire episode.
1: I was in the back snorting, <laughs>
0: getting high. Yeah,
2: I <laughs> introduced it into ECW.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, the this guy, like, I mean, this episode in general. I think this episode has the most, like. Editing censorship in it, where because there's got to be a hundred f bombs or more in this episode, you know. <laughs> there's times where it's like, Yeah, I and then I and then I was doing, and, you know, it's, it's just it's just crazy, you know. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of f bombs dropped in this episode, so he's doing he's doing cocaine all day, as he says, and he gets into this situation where this obviously untrained incredibly green kid comes up and talks about all the stuff he wants to do to him. And, you know, he, he tells Paul Heyman before he goes out, he's like, they're going to be talking about what I do to this kid for 10 years. And it, it, as, as he says, yeah, it's been over 20 years and they're still talking about it. So uh, that being said, uh, yeah, I mean, the actual footage of this match is kind of tough to watch. They toss Devon out there. Like, Hey, stay out of the, stay out of the ring. And, I mean, they just laid into this kid. And then, especially when you get to the point where he starts, like, stabbing him. And you see him, like, slice him across the forehead. And there's just, like, this fountain With of blood. a surgical knife. Yeah. And, I mean, the, it, obviously, he's got this, like, it's a surgical knife. The first couple of times he stabs him, he's like, nothing happened. Well, yeah, because the knife's so sharp that it's going to take a minute for anything to actually come up as far as blood. And so he just slices him. And, I mean, probably almost to the damn bone. And yep. this kid's just got, like, a fountain of blood pouring out his head, and his dad's at ringside. And this is where it's, like, incredibly tragic. His dad's at ringside, like, yelling, like, he's 17, where's the ref? And I'm like, you uh, brought your kid to this knowing that they were 17 years old. I mean, it doesn't justify what happened to him. But, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Eric Koulos' dad was kind of a piece of shit. Especially knowing what we find out after with his encounter with new Jack after this.
1: I And, and, and I mean, I can see where people say that, but so, um, you know, they also, they have another podcast. It's it's called dark side of the podcast and it's hosted by Conrad Thompson of all people. Um, and it's with the executive producers and they talked about, they were like, they're like, they really wanted to get, um, um, goulash's mother for this but th- to her the incident is is just um it's so tragic and it, and it brings up a lot of bad memories for her because here's actually what happened which is what they didn't get to say on on this one is that eric went into a deep depression after that which is, you know he dies of um of gastro um, bypass surgery or, or something went wrong, basically. But it was because of this incident. Like, he went into this deep depression. But not only did he go into it, so did his brother. Um, and I, I don't know what his brother's name is and everything. And so did his uh, father. Um, like, when, when they lost the um, trial and everything like that, um, he, you know, it was a really bad time. And that was not that was not necessarily covered in this. Cause I mean, they really couldn't, there was nothing much they could say on it, but apparently it was really, really bad to the point where, you know, Eric dies, but then his brother ends up, I believe committing suicide um, two or three years later. So yeah. it was it. So the incident is really worse than people think that it is. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: I mean, it ruined a lot of lives, to be honest.
1: So, I mean, you know, we can say he was a piece of shit. And he might have been. I mean, you know, if you ask Tiny the Terrible, he was. Because, you know, uh, Tiny, like, when they got to the show, you know, Eric snubbed him and was like, nope, they're not. We're not doing that. You know, he wanted to work his way into an angle and stuff like that. Um, but still, you know, that's <laughs> just there's still there's that level of he just went too far with it man you know and then what was even bad was not even the cut also but it was the fact of mustafa tries to pick him up in a scoop slam and you can clearly tell this kid can't post or do anything at this point and he boom (laughs) drops him on his head i mean he drops straight on his head and it was just oof, it was brutal
0: yeah, it's it, it's tough to watch, man. I I I've, I had seen this episode twice, and then I was like, damn it, I gotta watch it again for the show. And uh, you know, I'm sitting here just like, man, this is not any easier to watch again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, it it is really tragic. I mean, on the one hand, you've got Eric Kulos and and his father, like clearly lying to get him on the show. But I mean, you you didn't sign up for this. You didn't sign up for attempted murder. You know, so. Definitely not <laughs> trying to justify New Jack's actions here.
1: Or maybe, you know, in in his father's defense a little bit, maybe his father, you know, like like he convinced his father, hey, this isn't gonna be that bad, you know, kind of thing. I'm just going in here to do this thing and get a little <laughs> it, it's all
0: fake. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, i mean, uh, that 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 legit could have been, you know what he said to his father like like oh no th- this is gonna be fine you know y'all can come watch it and stuff like that so uh, uh, yeah that's not the way it turned out
2: <laughs> there are multiple times in this episode where because i'm queasy it's probably why i wasn't the biggest ecw fan because because the sight of blood just I, i'm just a wimp with it and there were multiple times in the episode where i was like Keep your eyes open, Dave. You can do this. Like you can watch this stuff, and like that was one of them where, and they talked about how like when he was back in the van, like he lo- peeled the, the stitches away, and he just like looked at his the flap of skin that's just hanging. Man, like he, he did go too far, and and there's and but we see instances of wrestlers taking advantage of like unexperienced wrestlers we, I, I still hear stuff about things like that. Like this is not while this is the most extreme case, it happens a lot and it's comes from people not getting the right training, getting bad advice, and then trying to come up to a veteran in the business. And I mean, it's just, this kid checked all the wrong boxes. Um, not saying that that is anything that new Jack uh, not saying new Jack didn't take advantage of that. Cause he absolutely did. But you know, it was just, all in all really bad scenario for, for everyone involved. And in fact, like every, you know, all these instances, I'm sure we'll get to the other two or three or four or 10 or instances of kind of new Jack taking it too far. It all just seemed like this weird perfect storm and he was just the catalyst that made
0: it go too far. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, so this incident makes national news, Uh, you know, it, it Like I said before, it's definitely the thing that New Jack is possibly most famous for. Uh, And, I mean, in the interview, uh, you know, after the fact, uh, at a a house show, uh, or this this did happen at a house show, actually. uh, You know, he gets on the mic, and he's like, and he says, and I quote, I'm quoting, I don't care if the motherfucker dies. He's white. I don't like white people. I don't like people from Boston.
1: Yeah, uh, that's not something that does uh, the. I, I, you know, I'm using the Jim Cornette quote. That's not something that does the image of pro wrestling really good,
0: right? In yeah,
1: media and the media already hates wrestling as it is, so it's just like,
2: oh, we got them now,
0: right? Yeah, they just jump on this kind of thing.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm so surprised that he didn't get. Prosecuted like i'm I'm so amazed at the amount of times like he didn't go to jail for doing these types of things like that's crazy,
0: yeah, I mean, there's so many times he was close and and this is one of the most interesting parts of the episode too is Paul Heyman working them at the trial I mean, we all know that Paul heyman is a is a fantastic artist when it comes to the the art of the work and you know he uh he just he just laid it all out i mean i mean he really his testimony probably got new jack off in this instance especially you know also the finding out that he lied about his age and the confrontation between his dad and new jack after the fact i mean he probably would have served some sort of time at this point Mm -hmm. if it weren't for this um so let's let's go forward and talk about Vic grimes so
1: uh, this one, this one I've been waiting to talk about.
0: So two thousand, Vic Grimes and New Jack are doing this spot where they're up on this kind of like small scaffold or whatever, and all of a sudden Vic Grimes is kind of kind of pussies out at the last second. Uh, and, and you know it, it is sort of a a thing like you don't it's just kind of a bad etiquette to to call something in the back and then you get out there and hesitate because you can put somebody in danger, uh especially in an instance like this. Uh, you definitely don't do it with New Jack. Uh, and New Jack ends up cracking his skull open. That fall was incredibly hard to watch also. Because he's lucky he survived. And I am I, I don't know if they checked him out for brain damage, but I mean, it's, it's New Jack. So who could tell? I mean, who could say either way, right? <laughs> um, yeah.
2: And they glossed over it too. It's almost like I had to rewind because I missed... Cause you know you're going to talk about the second time they they met, but like the, with the scaffolding, like I was like, wait, they why is he so mad at this guy? And like they, I feel like they really just like like glossed over it very quickly. Um, but that was just me. But I knew about the incident before. Um, but yeah, you can't say you're going to do something and not do it. That's how someone literally literally cracks their skull.
0: Oh man, we're not going to talk about the second time they uh, they met. We're just gonna we're gonna skip right over that. Yeah right. <laughs> yeah, right. So for some reason it it is envisioned that after New Jack comes back from having his skull cracked open by Vic Grimes, that they will have a rematch in a scaffold match. And there's a yeah. reason that like WWE never made this a thing. It's because there's a high likelihood of severe injury or even death. Watching I mean, so number one, he buys like a real taser, like the cattle prod quality, like riot gear taser, and tases this dude in the match with. It. I mean, and that was hard to watch in the first place. And he's like sitting there yelling, like I can't feel my legs, whatever, whatever. As a you ain't gonna need him, right? Yeah, <laughs> that toss, knowing that the dude's legs are numb, he can't do anything to try to take a bump correctly or steady himself. New Jack's completely un- unapologetic at this point. In the Eric Koulos incident, you can kind of see where, you know, some things happen to where, you know, Eric Koulos is not completely the victim in this situation. But in this situation with Vic Grimes here, I think this is a completely unprofessional, entirely uncalled for act by New Jack here where he tosses him off the scaffolding. I mean, yeah, Jim Cornette says it best. I can't believe he wasn't paralyzed or dead. And New Jack says, I want him to hit the floor. I just didn't throw him hard enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. The
0: fuck. Uh, yeah, he
1: actually. uh I found out about this incident. Well, I I saw this on a DVD someone had given me. um When I was at the gym one time, I, I made friends with this guy who claimed that he actually wrestled for this promotion. I never saw him in the promotion, so whatever. Um, But the promotion is called XPW, which was owned by Rob Black at the time. Um, And (laughs) that promotion is one of the worst promotions I've ever seen because it was was hardcore wrestling, but it was owned by, I'm not kidding this, porn-like people. Like, literally, Rob Black had produced porn and stuff like that. And then he thought, hey, let's combine porn and wrestling together. What could be better, right? Oh, my God. And so I saw this on a DVD, and I saw the match and stuff like that. First of all, the scapel is, like, way too high. Like, it's even higher than Jim Cornette's fall. Like, I just, I don't know what they were thinking when they made that. Uh, And everything like that. But when I heard New Jack describe this, um, this particular match, he described it on forever, um, hardcore documentary that Jeremy Borash produced. And it was um, kind of like the also the untold part of the rise and fall of ECW. It had New Jack, it had Shane Douglas, it had a bunch of people that weren't on the rise and fall of ECW. And New Jack talks about um, that. And when he said it, it, like, he literally says in the documentary, he's, he's, he's like, oh, I was trying to kill him. I was literally trying to kill him. And when I heard that, I immediately lost all respect. I was like, okay, I don't ever want to hear anything you have to say kind of thing. Like, because think about this, wrestling is already dangerous enough just with the regular moves that people do day in and day out in wrestling. And you trust someone, you trust them with your life to make sure, hey, you know, you're going to do this move right and stuff like that. And I'm going to help you. And we're both going to go home at the end of the day. We're going to go to our families. We're going to, you know, go eat and do all this kind of stuff. Uh, And when you have an incident like this, it just it makes you like rethink everything. It's just like, whoa, like I did not real. I did not know someone could be that heartless in this point you know to want to try to actually kill him not just kill him but think about this kill him on live television i mean where people like like say he had died all the all they would have to do is where's the evidence i'll just watch the video just watch it kind of thing and the 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 most ironic part to me is that he was trying to kill him but the only thing that happened to him was he got a dislocated ankle Like, but he's so lucky because, you know, um, yeah, Jack's like tasing him and stuff like that on top of the scaffold and he tries to throw him. Then what was even worse about that was there were all these tables that were in the middle of the ring. I'm thinking, what the, like, who is, who, who made that call? That's what I want to know is if you knew these guys, like, I don't even know if they knew these guys had that much heat with each other. But I just want to know, like, like, okay, who, who was the bright idea that thought, all right, well, you know what, we're going to do this cool storyline and stuff like that. It's just, that's just people who don't know what they're doing in wrestling and do not need to be running a wrestling promotion. And XPW is like the perfect example of that. It was one of the worst promotions I've ever
2: seen in my life great now i want to go watch that because i want to hate watch it like the whole, <laughs> whole, all their collections on vhs or something
1: oh, yeah, so, it. It. so take like take like japanese deathmatch wrestling and then put it with a bunch of like fat guys and old like out of shape guys
2: cool For what it is <laughs> i'm looking forward to that run by uh pornography uh producer Yes. I can't think of anything better I want to watch on loop. In fact, that night,
1: that night, I'm not kidding. Uh, uh, um, as opposed to the scaffold match that was there, there was also a match that night called a buck naked match. Where it's a bra and panties match, only you All have to from completely nude. So, go figure. <laughs> go oh my figure.
2: goodness,
1: jeez. And here's here's what's so bad about it. All right. They knew damn well that they could not do that on pay-per-view. Like, well, especially you know, maybe they could do it on pay-per-view, but they could not do that in front of a live audience. That's that's like the arena will step in and be like, no, you cannot do that. So here's what they did. They look like they're about to strip her and everything. Then the lights go out for no unapparent reason. They just go out and then um then they're like they come up with a message on the screen of like that was bullshit the audience got robbed but you at home won't and so then all they do is just show a bunch <sighs> of images i was just like oh my god what the fuck am i watching <laughs> yeah. uh, and here's my thing it had something like let's just say something terrible like, like even worse than a dislocated ankle, obviously it had happened to Vic Grimes, who was
2: there that was equipped to help him? Right. I'm sure there was a woman there dressed as a nurse, but I don't know if that would have made her a nurse.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, she might've might given him, you know, mouth to mouth reception, brought him back to life. Kind of thing.
0: Yep. <laughs> Man. I, you know, it, the, the, the worst part about that fall to me, I he he falls and hit, hits the tables and like slides off them and hits that top rope. Man. Those ring ropes are not, I mean, that's not the thing you want to hit at all. Um, you know, I've been dropped from a much lower height onto some ring ropes and had like a bruise about a foot in diameter that was like green and blue and purple and all kinds of stuff. Those things are not forgiving it is a miracle the dude wasn't paralyzed or killed mm-hmm. in this instance um so this but this would not be the last time that new jack would do something incredibly <laughs> insane and, nope. and, he, and and as cornette sort of almost narrates here it, it, new jack got into this scenario where he's in. he's his his gimmick is that he does these extreme just completely off the rails things. And so he, it's kind of become his job to do this. It that's It's the gimmick. And so he's constantly having to invent ways to take things up to another level. Uh, and
1: and um, real quick, could that be a credit to what he took from his trainer that trained him in the wrestling business, Ray Candy? Because remember, yeah. he said that in the beginning, he said, Ray Candy told me you got to create something that they've never seen before. And his reaction was, what kind of a mind fuck is that? You know, kind of thing. And um, so he so he probably took that and said, OK, well, they've never seen anything like this
0: before. I mean, it's incredibly sound advice. But you gave it to the wrong guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind
0: of thing. He's like, all right. You know, uh, so 2003, uh, we have the Gypsy Joe incident. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this one, but this, this is another one that's just way off the rails. I mean, this is the point where we're getting where no, no national company can, can afford to have New Jack on the show. They may have wanted to, but the liability involved is just absurd, right? So, you know, you've got all this going on and now he's on like the small time independent scene and the independent scene then is nowhere near, you know, the way that it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got these little shows being run in armories and you've got, you know, 30, 50 people there. And yet they're still trying to bring in people like new Jack. And I mean, gypsy Joe at the time. And, and I mean, the, the independent scene was just nowhere near the level of sophistication that it is usually, is today? I use that point strongly because there is, of course, still some inc- the inc- some incredible amounts of bullshit that take place on the indie scene. Um, yeah,
2: there's this place called Viral Pro Wrestling. Oh yeah, fuck and, those guys. And like, oh
0: yeah, the worst. The worst. This this episode brought to you by Viral Pro Wrestling. Viral Pro Wrestling. Uh, <laughs> um, Gypsy Joe comes in. 72 year old man and nobody bothers to tell new jack the gimmick that he's supposedly impervious to pain so he's not selling the stuff and new jack beats the ever-loving shit out of this old man and it is incredibly difficult to watch this also what did you guys think about this uh well
1: it first of all i didn't even know that this incident happened and i think chris jericho the narrator you're one of your favorites um you know i think he does a good job of saying it like you know at this point in time when this incident happens you know hardcore wrestling while it's not as popular it's being taken to new levels and levels that personally should not go ever already so, cuz you know you had combat zone wrestling or CZW at the time and you know I I mean like the images that they were showing of what people were doing like you had people you know suplexing each other onto barbed wire beds you had you know people uh literally cutting like like not doing it you know the, the old fashioned way I mean they would literally cut their opponents and stuff like that they there's instances where they were hanging people with their skin, and stuff like that. It's just, it, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And then here you get New Jack, who already goes further than anybody. And then, you know, you put him with a 72-year-old man and he says, he even says it. He's like, I saw how old he was, but then I forgot. Yep. But, and then, and the guy comes up to him and I'm not excusing New Jack or anything like that for this, but the guy comes up to him and is just like, "Is like, just just follow my lead, kid. You could learn something." Now, by this point, New Jack has been in the business since 19, you know, 94 or something like that, maybe 95. Um, but around that, so he's so he knows what he's doing. In the, I mean, for the most part, he knows what he's doing in the ring and stuff like that. So um you know that probably pissed him off and of course he was like he said getting high you know snorting cocaine and stuff like that and and when you do that all bets are off you know he he's just going out there and doing whatever um I didn't realize how bad it was though when he grabbed the bat that was when like I had to turn away I was like I was like oh god like he's he's I mean, he legit was striking him in the head. And, you know, anyone, you know, who's ever like had to deal, I guess with attackers or anything like that will tell you like a bat with one shot can break your arm or it can kill you kind of thing. Like it's, I I don't know how this man is not dead right now. I don't know if he is dead or not, but I, I don't know how he's not dead after that. And when I saw it, I'm sitting there going, I'm like, I'm like, why didn't someone from the back run out and be like, hey, man, stop beating this old man with the back?
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to wonder where security was. at this
2: time. You have to, I mean, you've been to shows where there's 10 people in the crowd and there is no security. Security is the youngest. A uh, person that's training with the company or there is no security i mean it's crazy to think how some of these shows especially you know back then even though it was only what 15 years ago something like that how just little restrictions and regulations there were on it to where no one steps in. i mean throughout literally all of these things no one ever steps in to confront new jack ever right ever and they probably were scared
0: yeah. yeah, they probably don't absolutely. want to get stabbed or shot or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> or tased. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, kind of the most severe incident here that that happens, and this is what kind of kills his career. And like, this finally, this incident finally makes people realize, like, okay, bringing New Jack onto your show in any capacity is probably a terrible idea. Um, even though, even though TNA did bring him in for a short stint, um, you know, that was way before this incident though. Yeah, that's well, no, uh, because he actually, he, he was on hardcore justice. Oh, was he? Yeah. Uh, him and oh, Mustafa came out in 2010 on hardcore justice, uh, and beat up, uh, team 3d. Hmm. Yeah. Well,
1: in that instance, I mean, in that instance, it's probably like, well, I mean, we can keep him. Right. You
0: know? They they knew each other. He was familiar yeah. with the Dudleys. They had a good relationship. It was a much safer kind of concept. And, you know, they probably told him, like, dude, look, you do anything out of line, we're going to swarm the ring with security. You're going to, you know, we're going to toss you out of here. Oh. Um, you know, and, and uh, so this last incident is at Thunder Wrestling Federation, which already sounds like your, uh, you know, income tax indie show. Oh yeah. You're welcome for that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll kiss that one. Blow it to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and uh, so the promoter here, when they talk to him, I'm just like, I have known some promoters in my day. But this guy, like, I don't know. I mean, he definitely had no business running or a wrestling promotion. Um. <laughs> so New Jack. He does
1: have some great music.
0: Yeah, I mean, the music. It, he seemed like he's a pretty good recording artist. Uh. So you know, so during the match, uh, so he ends up uh going up against uh William Lane is the guy, William Jason Lane is the guy's name. I don't know if that's if that was his ring name or if it's real name or both.
1: That's his real name. His ring name is Hunter Red. Oh,
0: amazing! That's, that's
2: definitely with two D's. It definitely has two D's. If I'm gonna say R E
0: D D, it's gotta. What an indie tastic name! Yeah, I bet he came, came out,
2: out with... freaking by Disturbed or something like yeah.
0: that. Yeah, yeah, I would I hit... would have said Skillet, but they weren't out yet.
2: Yep. <laughs> Or just headstrong by trapped.
0: Oh Jesus! Know? Yes, it, <laughs> in the, in this era, like two thousand, yeah. what was this? Two thousand four. Yeah, it was definitely headstrong yeah, by trapped. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, listening like, to the band Red. Yeah,
2: yeah, there you go. That's probably where he got the name from.
0: have I been. Mean. So he comes out, and this guy. I mean, I I hate to say he deserved this, but this guy seems like he literally was trying to manhandle New Jack. Um. And yeah, that was a terrible idea to begin with. But of course, New Jack then takes his retaliation way over the line, pulls out a, a blade from his pocket, which who wrestles with a knife in their pocket in the first place? New Jack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, stabbed him 16 times. And this, at this point, he's finally, you know, is brought, on, uh, brought up on felony charges and the way that he gets out of this one is almost brilliant, yeah. Hor- horrible, but brilliant. And that might be a way to describe New Jack altogether. But he tells the guy in the jail, like the guy comes to see him in jail, and he's like, "Hey, I think we could take this on the road. You stabbed me sixteen times. Let's let's go all around the U.S. and make it a thing." <laughs> First off, no. <laughs> But New Jack's like, yeah, man, but you got to drop the charges. Obviously. (laughs) The guy drops the charges, and New Jack gets the hell out of town. And basically, like, never communicates with this guy again. Well, actually, the guy never got back to him. Well, that's true. That's true. I don't know if he had a way to.
2: The way that they describe the guy, like, I think he asked for the match with New Jack, and then they gave it to him. And then when he went over to New Jack and you know sat down with New Jack, New Jack was talking to him. And then halfway through going through their match, he just gets up and walks away. Like I think this guy had some, you know, I wish they, I wish they maybe had like a couple more minutes to go into this story, because this guy definitely there was either a different motive or the guy wasn't quite right, in, like in his head going into it. But uh, New Jack uh, corrected him. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I just don't understand what's there to prove when, like, if you're trying to big league New Jack, which actually, like, that's kind of what keeps happening to New Jack, and that's what causes him to lash out. People keep trying to big league him, like, um, you know, uh, the, yeah, the big guy that eventually died, the old guy that is, might be dead, I don't know. Um, this guy I mean they all just tried to big league him before the match and New Jack just felt disrespecting he was like and this guy actually like went after him and punched like he was hitting him really hard in the corner and I'm, gonna, on. and I'm not gonna go after literally any any wrestler or probably anyone on this planet could probably beat me up but I certainly even if I thought I was the toughest guy ever I certainly wouldn't start Trying to pick a fight with someone that you know will take it further than you are willing to take it, and he learned that lesson real quick.
0: The fight's not over until New Jack says it's over. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah, I mean well, that you know I, I love that his argument in his defense of this is that the 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 police report says that he stabbed him sixteen times, and New Jack's like, I only stabbed him nine times. I counted. It was only nine times. <laughs>
1: The
0: <laughs> your honor it was only nine times yeah.
1: the bad yeah. part too you know with this match
2: in particular was there was only like 20 people there
0: it was so i
2: man there nobody there indie wrestling has come such a long way even in the past like 10 years just like you look at those things it looked like it was like a uh like a ballroom at like ramada inn or something like that and just like yeah there was and then you look at like WrestleCon where it's like a gajillion people like there's not enough chairs and it's so big and um but yeah man it's like it was such like a throwaway show like this just shouldn't have happened
0: at all yeah I mean uh you know I I always uh kind of marvel at like DragonCon wrestling because I, I went to that back in like 2010 for the first time and it was very similar to this like there was just like like some guardrails and there was more sections of guardrails than there were people in the crowd more than Mm -hmm. likely. And people were just kind of coming in and out. And then now the three biggest ballrooms that they have access to, they've combined all of them. And there's literally a line once they filled those to capacity, which is like 2,500 people, there's still a line outside waiting on people to leave so that you can get a seat. I mean, it it really has just, I mean, it exploded and come a long way since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thankfully like new Jack has not stabbed anyone there to my knowledge. So, <laughs> but I mean, if I was going to get stabbed allegedly 16 or nine, nine times, I would like for it to at least be in front of a decent audience.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, And the thing is he was stabbing <laughs> the back of the shoulder and like the back of the neck and, man, like, you don't really need to be stabbed all that. Like, how did this guy come away with it and not die? Like, if you get stabbed in the neck, like, once, usually that's
0: it. Yeah. He was insanely lucky. Yeah. That he didn't, like, cut his spine or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it's not like it's not like paramedics were on the scene, like, instantly, you Mm. know. Mm. Um. So yeah, I mean that that, that kind of wraps up the 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 life and crimes of New Jack here. I mean, uh, you know, after this he kind of uh you know, he wrestled some uh kind of more obscure or equally obscure indie shows uh up until uh, I think 2012 he competed for like CCW or something. And that's the last time I know of that he's been really inactive in active, any kind of active competition. Um so let's let's sum this one up uh Dave man so you, this was your introduction to to New Jack and uh and what a fantastic introduction to uh a, a, a staple of of New Jack does, does this episode put New Jack on your Mount Rushmore and uh what did you think about it
2: Okay what
0: <laughs> well yeah i mean
2: there's flair bret hart Shawn michaels and new jack now i guess undertaker's gone i mean poor uh, guy yeah um no it was really fascinating uh, and, uh, and i don't think i would have watched it if you know you didn't ask me to be on the show because you know the death match scene um well i mean he it truly was death match for him like that was not a gimmick that was real. Like it just never really appealed to me as a, as a wrestling fan and it, to people that it does whatever, it's fine. But um, it was cool to kind of get out of my comfort zone. And by comfort zone, I mean, when I was watching parts of this, I was like this, like I just watching him stab that guy nine to 16 times allegedly um, was interesting. Also, uh, I, I don't know, this is just a uh, rumor, but to me, uh, did he date Terry Reynolds? New Jack? Yeah. Uh
0: I I I mean I, I never heard it. Yeah, alleged. I've never Allegedly. heard like an official account of yeah.
2: this. I just thought that 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 was like that's a uh odd couple, at least in, in my in my head. But um yeah, it's just interesting to see the I mean the dark side of the ring uh with uh with New Jack, I mean, it's, um, and he's still alive. And I I like how they, you know, asked him at the end, you know, if they made a documentary because they were essentially asking him how he wanted to end the episode at the end. They asked him, you know, if there was a movie made about you, uh, what would you want the final scene to be? And it's literally just him in a wheelchair, just snorting so much cocaine and drinking so much vodka. Um, And I was like, yeah, I mean, he's not apologetic for what he did. It's not my place to really judge him as a human being, whether or not he should be. Um, But I mean, it was just a wild ride on like a part of wrestling that I just never um, really was privy to beforehand.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Caleb, man, what was your kind of overall thoughts on this episode?
1: Well, like I said, uh, going into this episode, I was already leery of it because, I mean, I knew about the Vic Grimes incident and I knew they were going to touch on that. And again, that when I heard what he had to say about it, I lost all respect for him after that hardcore um, documentary uh, that came out. Um, But still, I just I love the way he explains stuff, though, like 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 even even the scaffold. He's like he's like, I can't feel my legs, but you ain't going to need them. (laughs) it's it, it sounds like the way Jericho would describe how an angle goes together kind of thing um if, if you get what I'm saying um but my overall thoughts on new Jack is just I mean obviously he will never be mentioned by the WWE and he will never work there because um, it's too much of a liability. He will never be booked on any big promotion because they will not allow it. Um, and if you're a small time indie promoter who has, you know, thinks that, yeah, I could bring new Jack on and he could bring like a little publicity don't (laughs) because you don't know what kind of trouble you're asking for. But I think there's also an underlying thing here too, which is the fact of every place that he did this, there was one common denominator, no security no paramedics, no, nothing, no structure. When you have no structure talents, just do whatever they want to do. Then um, I, and, you know, I understand, you know, we've heard about it in the ring. People take advantage of people all the time, or some guys will hit harder than others kind of thing. Like Hunter red was like actually striking him now, you know, Probably a rational human being would probably, you know, fire back at him and be like, hey, man, don't hit me like that again. And then it's then it's an understanding of, okay, well, now let's just go out and have a match kind of thing. But in this instance, it's like, hey, uh, punch me, you know, three times. I'm going to stab you 16 (laughs) kind of thing. Like, I just. I don't know why that 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 immediately went through his head like like that was the immediate thing that he had to do was just stab him uh, kind of thing. But, you know, he's had a rough childhood, Um, you know, he's had. And plus, not a lot of people know what he did before wrestling. Like, you know, Jim Cornette says that he's like, um, you know, I heard he was a bounty hunter. I heard all of this. You know, they've heard he was a drug dealer or something like that, you know, kind of thing. So. We don't know exactly all of his past. We just know that little bit about his childhood. I mean, hell, who knows what he did after that kind of thing to survive uh, and, and stuff like that. But again, you know, even with all of this horrible stuff, he still is just one entertaining dude. Uh, he's he's golden on the mic. I did not realize how good he was on the mic until I saw some of those Smoky Mountain um promos and then just him uh in in the commentary for for this episode um but i think the thing that sums up new jack the most is the fact that they ask they ask everyone they're like so who is jerome young and they said i don't know jerome young i just know new jack and even jim Cornette who does not think outside the box and thinks wrestling has to be you know this certain way he's like He's like, I don't know if I ever met Jerome Young and I don't think I want to because here's a guy I can halfway believe in kind of thing. I mean, you know, New Jack just got way too into uh, his character. And one more thing, like, let's look at where the New Jack name came from. It's from the movie New Jack City, which is like a straight gangster movie with um, uh, Wesley Snipes in it. It's a good movie, actually. Um, and so that you know that's where he gets his stuff and then at the time you know he also got the nwa uh at the time not the national wrestling alliance
0: you know the other nwa
1: yeah the other nwa uh, uh you know like they showed the video you know the fuck the police um single and stuff like that so he just got way too much into his character but um you know he messed up a lot of lives in, in, in the process uh, kind of thing. So it's. I think what people just kind of take away from the episode is that they just think whatever they want to of New Jack at this point. You know, it's just, hey, you either like him or you don't. But here's the story.
0: Yeah, there, yeah, I mean, I think there's a fine line of where, like, you kind of have to decide where you're at on it of, can you find him entertaining and also completely condemn his actions? Uh, you know, so you got to kind of figure out where you stand on that. Um, but this is definitely such a unique episode of dark side of the ring. Uh, new Jack is just like, I mean, when, if the guys are at dark side of the ring advice, if they didn't know about new Jack, when they found out about him, they were just probably like, holy shit, this is just a treasure trove for us
1: um Actually, they talked about that on their podcast because someone suggested to them New Jack or that was one of them that was suggested and they were like I don't know if there's enough that we can
0: you know <laughs> get on him and then they looked and they went
1: oh no wait never mind we can ride a whole <laughs> Yeah
0: he <laughs> might he might be a season uh it's- yeah I mean but uh yeah this, this is definitely one of the most entertaining yet shocking episodes um let's wrap it up though. Um, you know, I think we pretty much covered all the bases here. Dave Foster, absolutely a pleasure having you today, man. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm so glad we had somebody on here who was kind of fresh to new Jack. I think that was, uh, I couldn't have planned that out any better. Uh, I didn't plan it out actually. I had no idea. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Uh, and then, uh, as always, uh, Caleb Stovall, thank you for joining me, uh, every single week on this. And you can hear more of him on the Stovall Wrestling Network. Uh, and, um, yeah, so, uh, we've got some exciting episodes coming up. I've talked about the Owen Hart, uh, episode that we will eventually do. Uh, but that's all for today, folks. This has been an Involved Review.